Most studio owners decide to open their fitness and wellness businesses because they want to help people and add more meaning to their lives. Their heart is in the right place, they're great people, but scaling a profitable business that feels incredible to own and run is trickier than ever before. So where they get stuck is no one's ever shown them how to run a wildly successful business without the overwhelm and the chaos. Plus, they're doing it all alone. Until now. Welcome to the Geronimo Unfiltered Podcast for ambitious boutique studio owners who are allergic to average and know they're capable of more. They're just missing the how. I'm Dozer, your host, CEO and founder of the Geronimo Academy, and together with my crew and my community of owners and managers who are the doers and the implementers, we are on a mission to pioneer a better way to own and operate a health and fitness business while building a life you love, not hate. So if you're ready to push the boundaries, level up your money, meaning and impact, and stop doing it alone, then you're in the right place. This is going to be raw and unfiltered, zero bullshit. So take a deep breath, strap yourself in, and let's get fucking started. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Geronimo Unfiltered Podcast. Now, today we're going to be talking about leadership. We're going to be talking about how to lead better in 2024. A lot of people that we speak to are transactional managers at best. They know that as well. Okay. So I'm not saying anything bad about them. They know that as well. They might have hit some business goals last year. They might have hit their numbers. Like a lot of the people that we're working with are like all time record highs. But I tell you what, they got to the end of the year and they were cooked because a lot of them were doing it, I suppose, what we call in force state. They weren't in flow state, they were in force state. They were pushing their team rather than leading their team. So the reason why I want you to listen to this and definitely wait till the end because I give you my top five recommended reading material that has transformed my leadership and still does. Like I'm, I'm not perfect, but these are the things that have really helped me because I used to burn my stuff out. Real talk, like I used to fucking burn my stuff out. I used to have unreasonable expectations. I used to also be a transactional manager, just sort of like handing off tasks. I needed to look further in myself first to become someone worth following. That is developing the leadership muscle, and it is a muscle. So I know a lot of people feel a little bit insecure about their level of leadership or management or whatever. By the end of this episode, you're going to be able to know exactly what to do next and how to shift your game in 2024 so that you finish this year feeling energized, proud of your team, and you're at the point where, like me, the best part of your week isn't actually hitting sales numbers or hitting record member numbers. The best part of your week actually becomes when you've developed your team and seeing your team flourish underneath your leadership. So most owners are transactional managers at best, right? They loop their team in on a needs-to-know basis. There's kind of a trust issue there. They offload tasks at a time, like little bits of tasks, and then they check, then they chase to make sure that it's been done right. And if it hasn't been done right, you know, you think they're mind readers and they haven't executed the task to your level or your ability, then it just feeds this internal narrative that you have about, no one cares as much about my business like I do. No, they don't. And no, they shouldn't because it's a job for them and it's your business, okay? The performance of your team reflects the person's ability to lead. Let me say that again. The performance of your team is a direct reflection on your ability to lead. So like what typically happens in the academy is this, right? We've never met a high-performing studio, million-dollar studios, highly profitable studios with systems, playbooks, et cetera. We've never met one of those studios where a studio owner has not worked their ass off to become a better leader. Okay. On the flip side, what we often see as a very repeatable trend is that owners will come to the coaching calls and they go, oh, my team sucks. My team this. How do you find great managers? I can't find and keep great team. And where are they all? And 
God, this industry is so hard and all this stuff. And then we go, we'd love to meet your team. And then we finally meet their team. And then what happens is we can definitely see what's happened here. Quite often, it's a team full of casuals who have got four other jobs each and no one's really bought into their business. It's an external manifestation of the insecurities of that leader. And so what happens is there's no vision, there's no purpose, no one's bought into the vision, the values, no one's being coached, targets are being missed all the time. They don't have team meetings because it takes four weeks to try and find everyone and get them in the same room at the same time, even if it's Zoom. And there isn't a culture of feedback. So that's where I want to change things, okay? I want to let you guys know, and this is a, something that I picked up from Dare to Lead, one of the books that I'm going to be recommending at the end of this episode. But the kindest thing you can do, particularly if you're just not sure how to give feedback, the kindest thing you can do to someone that is in your team is give them quality feedback so you give them the opportunity to grow. Instead, what happens is these transactional managers or transactional leaders, they give them a job to do. It didn't quite hit the mark, so they get a bit weird about giving people feedback. So instead of giving them proper feedback and sort of getting uncomfortable with giving feedback, they just take the job back, they absorb it, they put it back into their own backpack, and then they go back into the cave of doing more stuff. And then when all the team leave, they just sit there and just go, fucking hell, my team, X, Y, and Z. You know, It just perpetuates the false narrative, right? And so let me tell you what happens. You're frustrated, and then when they walk out the door, they are frustrated and they feel about this big. Like they don't feel good at all, okay, about their contribution for your business. We see this all the time. So let's switch gears. What I can tell you is high performers all want three things. I want you to write this down, okay, wherever you're listening to this. If you're listening to this and you're still on this episode, it means that you actually want to develop as a leader. So I got your back, okay? Every high performer, every high performance culture, all the high performing studios that we work with and we've been a part of have these three things in place. The first one is everyone knows what's expected of them. The second thing is everyone knows how they're tracking against those expectations. And the third thing is everyone knows what the future looks like. Otherwise, people quit when they run out of future. If you're struggling with finding, recruiting, retaining, and developing top talent, it's because you don't have three out of three. We've got to take ownership for this. It's not the market. It's not the COVID. It's not these 23-year-olds that are in front of you. Like They are there because they want to contribute to society and they want to learn. They probably want to be led. Okay, So you're going to build the team to build the business. That's the difference. Up until about 150 or 200 members, it is the fucking hustle and your product is your sessions. Right Beyond that, if you really want to scale to like million-dollar studios that we work with and the $5 million studios that we work with, your product becomes your people. And you cannot skip this. You have to become a better leader. So this year, we're going to turn all of you into transformational leaders. So if you're ready, let's go. We're a transaction manager. Checks, chases, tasks, needs to know basis, probably a trust issue there, probably an insecurity there. A transformational leader works with three things, outcomes, measurements, and coaching. And that matches the three things that every high performer needs, which is what is expected of me? How am I going against those expectations? And what does the future look like? Same three things, okay? Let me break this down with some examples. Firstly, as a leader, I love you guys. I know what you guys are like. I was in your shoes as well. The first thing that we need to do is we need to learn to let the fuck go. You might be the best at doing this particular action, but you can't grow. You'll hit a ceiling if you don't learn how to delegate and you don't learn how to replace yourself from a task, right? Or from a workflow. So what I want you to do first is I want you to delegate the outcome of a result rather than piecemeal one task at a time, right? To effectively replace you from doing it. That's the goal. As an example, 
sales. Let's just use sales. A lot of people in our academy, you know, before they turned up to us, they had a block on leads, so they didn't really have that many leads. So to be honest, like the workload to do the sales wasn't that much. Well, within about the second week of them working with us, we unblocked the lead flow. Leads start pouring in. People get like 75 to 100 leads a month. And then their next problem is sales. We train the owners up on how to do sales. And then what happens is they get really busy doing the sales and the rollovers. They hit a point of constraint. So at that point, we go, well, you need to start replacing yourself. The first thing we would always suggest is to get rid of the admin stuff. That's not for this episode. The second part is sales, right? Sales. When it's a car crash, when it's an absolute car crash, is when a transactional manager just offloads like, hey, can you call that lead? Can you call that lead? Just one lead at a time. And then what happens is they give that to a trainer who's probably never been taught how to do it. And then the owner as a transactional leader goes, have you done it yet? Did you call them? What did they say? What time did you call them? Oh, they didn't pick up? What did you do next? And it's just like this, get the fuck. It's just annoying, right? It's micromanagement. It's annoying. You don't love it. They certainly don't love it. And it's giving you no results. A better way is, okay, great. So now you're in charge of the sales KPI. Number one, what's expected of me? What's expected of you is this. You call the fresh leads within five minutes. You get onto as many people as you can within the day. And I want you to follow up these leads 10 times, right? For 10 days until they pick up, they buy, or they tell you to politely, that's what's expected of them. Cool. The next one, measurement. The measurement is the conversion rate. How we know that you're doing well is I want you to be hitting 40% conversion rates eventually, right? We're going to start doing this together. We'll go through a bit of a we go. I go, we go, you go. That's a bit of a pro tip on how to delegate properly. So they're all on board. They know what to do and they can hit targets. You've effectively replaced yourself, right? But what happens here in this measurement phase is like, now you need to agree on the measurement, right? We're going to measure it by sales conversion rates. We're going to track it weekly and you come to the marketing meeting or you come to the sales meeting every single Monday and then we look at your sales conversion rates and then we'll break things down and then we'll figure out why it was a great week, why it wasn't a great week and then we'll problem solve off the back of that, right? And then the third piece is you coach up, you coach up, you coach up. That's the biggest breakthrough right now is you coach up. You take this thing from your backpack and you put them in their backpack Transactional managers take it back if someone struggles and puts them on their backpack and robs that person, robs the person you're trying to develop from their opportunity to succeed. So many times I see owners just hand off an outcome that they've never done themselves. Complete insecurities, right? How can you actually coach someone on how to do something if you don't know how to do it yourself? We see so many owners that are those kind of insecure owners that like try and palm off sales because they don't want to do it themselves. And it's a confidence issue. So then to give it to someone else who also struggles, and then that person can see that the owner doesn't know how to do it anyway. There's no evidence of success. So for me, I needed to learn how to call people who have never seen me, they've never been to the gym, they don't even know this gym exists, and somehow give me money over the phone. And I did and sucked and failed and went through the learning pit myself for the first 100 sales, for the first 100 sales. Yeah, when we see owners that just go, I don't want to know how to do it, so I'm just going to offload it and just like, hot potato, like, fuck, that is a recipe for disaster. What's better is do the first 100 sales like I did, and then by the time I offloaded it to my first trainer that became a salesperson, her name was Pip, who was terrible at it at the start. I sat with her. I was like writing notes in front of her as she was on the phone. I was coaching her live. I was listening to her sales calls, and I just kept saying, follow the fucking script. Like I was whispering it while she was on the phone. I was like, like, no, you're not following the script. Mate, she went from I'm scared of the phone to she made that many sales that she was able to relocate for some shithole unit that she was living in Sydney Olympic Park to living on the water at Balmain 
just from the sales commissions from all these sales. And she actually worked full time. So she was getting all the training money, but she was making more money from the comms. And guess who else was making more money? The big dog. Because there's all these people in the studio, fresh faces, and I had effectively replaced myself from this process. So then I can work on the next thing, which is working with Sophie on rollovers. This is the biggest thing I want you to grab from this, right? So here's a pro tip where people go wrong. They give answers as opposed to coach them on the principles so that that person can always have the answer. That's the biggest thing. They just give answers. They haven't been developed in terms of critical thinking. And that's the big thing that I want you guys to work on, right? Come up with three possible solutions and tell me what your recommended one is. And I'll let you know if you're on the right track or not, rather than give you the answer. That might be what the relief that you need at the time. And to be honest, sometimes they just need that. But you want to develop the critical thinking so they can always find the answer themselves and they can grow as critical thinkers. And what when Soph really got it was when I said to her once, Soph, when you come to me with just a problem, you've basically told the world and everyone who believes in you that that's as good as you get. You can't do it. You're capped. Your level of thinking is capped. You can't research. You don't know how to Google stuff. That is it. That's all you got, right? And if you're a high performer like Sophie is, then like, that's not going to sit well with them. So then they work through the problem. The Navy SEALs have a credo around like, work the problem, work the problem, work the problem. Don't just kind of hit a brick wall and go, what do we do now, guys? Okay, so that's a big deal. So to recap, in order to move into a transformational leadership position this year, your team needs three things. What's expected of them? How are they going against those expectations? And what does the future look like? Right, And how you operationalize that is instead of just giving people one task at a time and just checking, instead move to outcomes, measure, and coach up. Always be coaching. The big idea for this year is build your people so they can build your business. Otherwise, if you can't do that, it's always going to be a grind. It's always going to be a hustle. And I know, I know you guys are destined for more. Like You're just going to find that really hard eventually. It's going to find it hard to take time off, to spend time with the kids, to take them to the zoo in the middle of a work day. It's lonely and it fucking sucks. Like that life sucks. That was me for ages, right? Constantly burning out your people, like, and them leaving you, like, it, it sucks. You're always going to be blaming the market. And after you put in all that work for all those years in your business, when it comes time to finally cash in and hit the jackpot and sell your business, guess what? It's worth nothing because it's all you it's not a business it's just a fucking job you and i both know that i want more for you this year i'm going to help you get there i've got your back but you need to make a commitment to yourself and then to me that you are up for becoming a transformational leader this year are you cool with that if you're in the car listening to this just fucking scream i'm in brother all right so (laughs) from hearing all this check in with yourself What are you feeling around this? Are you excited? Are you nervous? Or perhaps you're like, there's a bit of fear underneath this on your kind of ability to lead. You probably never had a great leader. You don't know how to do it and all that sort of stuff. So here's your homework. Step one, I want you to get clear on what you actually want to do this year. I have done so many other episodes about this. I want you to go back to episodes where we talk about purpose, where we talk about building the business you love, not hate. And when we talk about planning your 2024 on your triple bottom line, I want you to go through that and really decide because you need to become a leader that is worthy of the best team on the block, okay? The second thing I want to invite you to consider, 
start to delegate outcomes, not tasks, right? So there has got to be someone in your business right now that is ready to take the next level in 2024 and you definitely have stuff to hand off. Grab them, sit down and go, shit, man, of all these things, what can I delegate to you as an outcome? And I will coach the bejesus out of you. Like, trust me, let's do this together. I will coach you, right? So figure out what it is that you can offload. The second thing is agree on what the measurements are going to be and when you're going to track those things. And then the third thing is you got to put things in the diary to make sure that you will coach them every single week, every day if they need to. Okay, Doze, I hear you. I've tried all those things. When do you fucking pull the plug on someone if they're just not getting it? Cool. What are the three things that frustrate you the most? Well, they don't know how to fucking do this. They don't know how to do this and they don't know how to, they're just not getting that right. Okay, cool. Show me the playbooks of those three things. That normally wipes out 80% of the complaints and they just go, okay, I get it. Now I've got to build a fucking playbook to then teach them how to do that. And then, okay, cool. Great. Or if they get through that and go, here are the playbooks. I go, okay, show me, open up the calendar, show me where you train your team on this stuff. Of the 20% left, half of them can show me when it's on the calendar. Like they've got the team meetings, they've got the staff development days, they've got the monthly master classes with their teams. Okay, great. So the final 10% of people, I kind of have this rule. If there's playbooks and we've coached and they're just not getting it, we just try for one more month and we both agree that if this is not working, then we're going to find a different spot for you on the team. Okay. And by that time, I guarantee you they're not feeling great about it either. And nine times out of 10, in my personal experience, it's been a fucking relief for that person. Trust me on that. So get clear on what you actually want to do. You see where your business is actually heading for extra brownie points. If you want to learn more about leading your team, we're going to do more of this stuff this year. We're also going to host some workshops this year, but I want you to check out the episode we did with Rowan, my personal leadership coach, worked with me for over a year and turned me from a guy who burns their team out completely accidentally to yeah now someone who feels like I can actually speak about leadership with some like hardcore experience and the mistakes under my belt. And then before I go, as I mentioned, here are my top recommended books on leadership that have transformed how I lead and still continue to transform how I lead. First one is Multipliers. The yellow book is probably the book that I've gifted the most. Multipliers, great book. I realized, for those of you that read Multipliers, I was an accidental diminisher. Whoops, had no idea. Second thing is Dare to Lead, Brene Brown. Third thing is Legacy, particularly for rugby fans out there. It's all about the All Blacks. It's got nothing to do with rugby, but more about how they have become the most successful team in probably sporting history. It's got everything to do with how they built their leadership team. As soon as I read that book, I built that in every business that I had. Buy Back Your Time by my man, Dan Martell. Talks about transformational leadership in there and also how to build playbooks. And lastly, the book around Traction by Gino. Traction is like, again, he's never met a fucking high-performing business. I've never met a high-performing business that didn't have a team full of KPIs, performance culture, and a culture of feedback. Feedback's the currency for growth. So- all those things. All I want to do with that episode, team, is I want to help you get to the end of this year and have felt like you spent most of your time in flow state, developing your team, growing your business, and actually enjoying the process along the way because you become a transformational leader. Okay. So with that, lots of love. If you think someone else needs to listen to this episode, I've loved getting feedback from the audience, from you guys, on what resonates with you and what you want to hear more of, because we're going to host some workshops this year that we can kind of teach this in person and implement some things and give you the assets that you can now build into your business. So I want to know if that's something that's interesting for you. And also, if you want to fast track your business, we'll have some links in the show notes to get onto the phone with our team. We're getting a lot of owners reach out to us who really want 2024 to be the year that they break all their records, but they're just missing the how. Now, if we get on the phone with Chuck or Benny, 
you might even speak to Sophie if you're lucky. They'll have a three-step implementation or action plan for you based on where your business is at, your concept, and what your current handbrakes are that you can actually do on your own. So I really want to make sure that you guys are utilizing that because it's a free resource available for you for the listeners of our potty, okay? So with that, guys, lots of love, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If something resonated with you, then do one of two things. Either leave a review or send this episode to a mate who's in the industry who might need to hear this. But if you want more right now because your head might be spinning and you're like, all right, those, that what the hell do I do right now? Then in the show notes, you'll find a link to where you can book in for a free 15-minute checkup on your studio where we get to have a look at how you're going right now and where some of the kind of quick win opportunities are to get you moving faster. I can't wait to be back in your ears next week. And if you're listening to this right now, I want you to know that I love you, I appreciate you, I'm grateful for you, and I'm in your corner. You are on the right track, and I believe in you. So keep going, and I'll see you next week.